and welcome to episode 8 of Melon Buffet. I'm Charlie. And I'm Tara. And, uh, yeah, we're your hosts. <laughs> so, Tara, what's happening? What's happening in America? Not a fucking thing. Well, in America, generally a whole lot. But with me, absolutely nothing. Well, you've just been, you've not been catching lizards and shit. No, no, I have not. I've been lax in my Ministry of Magic duties. I've not been out of the house much in the last few days. I'm sure. I went, I went to get in the, I got in the car in the car park earlier and I saw a young lad walking down the road with his phone up. And when he saw me <laughs> looking at him, he put his phone immediately in his pocket. <laughs> I say young lad, he looked about 17 or something. Fucking nerd. But, uh, busted. <laughs> so there might be some near where I parked my car during the day. <laughs> what do you got going on? What's happening? Um, at the minute, not much now. Um, I was away last week in the Highlands with no internet and stuff, so that was different. Uh, <laughs> I went to see Rod Gilbert on the Sunday before I went away, and that was brilliant. Um, yeah, really, really good. He'd done almost two hours, two hours worth of material, and he had about six oh. whiskeys on stage, which is so impressive. That is that is impressive. They went massive ones, but he offered to share the bottle with the whole crowd as well, which was funny. And then he's, um, term, I think it must be his tour manager, because um, he asked him, is the bottle there? Because he needed a top up. And his tour manager put the bottle at the side of the stage where you can see it <laughs> with a load of plastic cups. Because he was like, have we got any cups for the audience? Is it, who wants a drink? And then about 10 minutes later, he remembered, and he went away and got it. And he was like, oh, you actually believe me. But, um, in, <laughs> but in King's Theatre, there's a massive, like almost moat in front of him in between mm-hmm. the stage and the people so he was like well I'm not crossing that because it's like a pit like a death pit so he just uh, drank it himself <laughs> must be an old old school theatre with like an orchestra pit down front yeah I think that's what it is but it doesn't look big enough for people that must have been midgets like tiny little <laughs> tiny little or children child orchestra or something I don't know it was good though it was really good it was really good and uh, back to normality today so rubbish Real life, boo. <laughs> well, apart from this, obviously, this is nonsense. This is not proper. Well, we've got to have something to cling to. <laughs> so, so I guess since we've had very little going on in our lives, we will just hop right into uh, aquatic sewing machine. Yeah, he paints it. such a picture with his words. He's not wrong though. Have you seen a video of a dolphin um, <laughs> r- uh, rotting on someone? <laughs> That's a, I have not. I've, should, I've heard things. It's quite funny. <laughs> I suppose I should uh, expand my horizons. Yeah, get yourself some dolphin porn. <laughs> <laughs> this is started well, hasn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, we're we're off to a rolling start here. Um, okay, so um, prize task, prize task, yeah. Nicest thing to hold. Yeah, um, Ian. Right in. Easy. Cold hard 200 cash. pounds. Cold hard cash, yeah. yeah. I liked what uh, I liked the consequences of him bringing the money in that made Greg do a Cockney impression. And no, it, that was, that like, was fucking yeah, great. I like that. That's good. And Ian tried to do it as well, but bless him. He's too Scottish. No, <laughs> it didn't work. It didn't work. But he just like, yeah, he liked the whole idea. Like the money clip just made him feel, yeah. Yeah. Just a little. A little taxi driver-ish. <laughs> <laughs> um Sean, adorable little Sean, brought in her uh Sean pillow or Greg said the secret si- the secret sister that's not allowed to come out. Yeah, we keep her in the attic, she's only allowed out in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't think that would have been able to walk anyway. Did you see its legs? No, yeah, yeah. And I don't it didn't have any feet anyway. Uh, and there was just like a cardboard picture of Sean stuffed in the front. That was great. Yeah, then Joe. Classic Joe. Musical note. The best is Greg's lead into he's like, well, hopefully someone'll disappoint us soon. <laughs> and next year's Joe. Yeah. But he wasn't actually that disappointed by Joe's music note. I was. I thought it was rubbish. Yeah, I didn't care for it. <laughs> I like that he brought a cassette it. and a ghetto blaster. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That reminded me of when I was very little. <laughs> but yeah, I was not all that impressed nah. by the note itself. Not that I could hold a note for any length of time, nor does anyone want to hear that. Yeah, well, it was good but... that he did it himself and it wasn't just Pavarotti doing it. That would have been. Well, yeah, because then it would have really been just, yeah. Yeah. And then Lou, which led to the name of the episode this week, the. So she got the voucher for the dolphin encounter, but because it's an ethical dolphin encounter where they don't have captive dolphins, there's no guarantee you'll actually encounter any of them. So she gave hope in the form of a voucher. Dolphins plus hope in the form of a voucher. I almost feel like that needs to be our episode name. What? Dolphins plus hope. Dolphins plus hope in the form of a voucher. It's like a little subtitle. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've not thought about it yet, but I have written I've written a lot of stuff about this, but not a lot of stuff. I just wrote a dolphin excursion, but they might not be there. Hence the hope. But Greg didn't like it because he doesn't like things that are quite sexually aggressive. Take note, ladies. Tone it down a little bit. <laughs> don't be at him with a relentless penis. <laughs> that's why oh, we're though. gentlemen yeah yeah gentlemen well if you were a gentleman you wouldn't do that anyway would you that's not very gentlemanly i don't think without being apt no, no. <laughs> exactly i mean if that's what someone's into go right ahead yeah it's going on it's, it's going a bit strange again it always does. <laughs> and then paul poor little paul with his chest trophy that he stole that after, was great um, yeah I would say, uh, man, I'm, in case I forget to say at the end, it was smaller than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought it was going to be more like a, you know, a proper, like, loving cup, you know, hoisted over your head with yeah. two hands. I didn't realize it was like a shot glass with handles. Yeah. yeah. Easier to steal than what I thought. I was more impressed until I saw the size of it. And I was like, ah, you could have stole that easily. You could just put it in your pocket. But the story was great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it was sad, but it was good. Uh, like, I mean, on, that's what made it great, you know. <laughs> points then yeah so paul five points for his pilfered chess trophy um joe got four for his shit music note (laughs) three each to ian and sean Mm -hmm. and two to lou for her dolphins plus hope and did you see how unhappy she was oh she was yeah she really thought she had she had more than that there's a couple of times in this episode when she wasn't very happy yeah yeah Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> okay, we can't move on to the next task without talking about the little um, segue. I thought it was quite good. Um, it was, well, I don't know, how how would you describe it? I well, See, I didn't write anything down, so I already have forgotten it. Okay, okay. So it's like the little interlude bit with Greg and Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the camera's really close on Greg's face. Okay. And he's making kind of... remember. Well, you know what it is? These are my favourite bits. Like, you know, like like when he was walking through the house and then shut the door. Yeah, the I mean, like, I enjoy them when I watch them, but I guess, but then you, you know, forget my about brain. Them. <laughs> you forget about them. You know, because I forget. <laughs> I don't know what day it is. Okay. I don't know what okay. time it is. Let me explain what happened then. Right? So, the camera's really close. Greg is making mm. 
faces at the camera or making eyes at it, I guess. I don't know. Um, and then it cuts to Alex, who looks a little bit frightened. And then it cuts back to Greg, who looks like one of the Mitchell brothers from EastEnders. <laughs> it was nice up until that point, And then it's a little bit scary at the end. Oh, that is a great description. So I was trying to think of like what, what is the narrative behind it? Because, you know, Greg likes to think of the narrative behind things like that. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> The only thing I thought of was maybe it's meant to be like Greg practicing his acting or something, or his nasty look, or well, maybe not nasty. It depends on your point of view. He was practicing his acting, perhaps, for one of his other endeavors, and then Alex interrupted him and made him really, really mad. I do quite like those really, really mad moments, though. Yeah, it was quite scary. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to watch it. I'm going to put it on my phone and make you watch it now. <laughs> I I know. I mean, I can't pull it up on my phone because of this stupid... You know, region laws and all that. This is going to be good for the podcast. Tara watches in silence. Okay, yeah. Yeah, because I remember seeing all the still shots from it because that's what we do. Scary? Yeah. Scary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, s- scary, but in the best way. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's, it's all right. It's nice up until Alex intervenes and then it turns a little bit sinister. But it, well, it is. That. It is dark. It is dark. When I wrote about this, it sounded better than it did when it came out. And I am going to have so much fun editing this. <laughs> but I will. I will turn it into something. Just take it out. Just take it out. Yeah. So okay. So we put go it, to the house put it now. this way, right? It took me ages to write down the next task because I'd just seen that little video clip. <laughs> Make of that what you will. <laughs> there you go. When you go, right? Task one proper. Let's stop your nonsense. My All nonsense. right. So we had a little Taskmaster sand art. They were in the lab and had a little Zen garden there. Make the best picture in the sand of a former Taskmaster contestant using one of the implements on the table. They had to roll the dice to choose which implement. Nothing but air may touch the sand. And they had 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. On the table, we had a longhorn, a bellows, a small horn, a pan flute or pan pipes, a garden hose, and a, some sort of electronic barbecue blower starter thingy. Well, I'm really glad that you took the time to look at what was on the table and that you knew what they were because I didn't. <laughs> I knew what some of them were. <laughs> I wasn't sure what the barbecue blower thing was initially because yeah. it looked like a breathalyzer, which shows you where my brain goes. But I was like, that doesn't blow out air and then they mentioned alex mentioned the barbecue blower later on so i was like oh that's what that is yeah okay well i'll tell you how good uh how good my description of things were <laughs> bearing in mind that i was traumatized by the little video clip from before <laughs> i've wrote ian picked those things for making a fire go <laughs> which is bellows i know that now but i didn't at the time <laughs> and then joe longhorn just because someone said that uh, barbecue blower, but for the same reason as you, and Shan panpipe things. <laughs> that was my description. So it's just as you know, it's just as well that you're more. Into uh, well, I'm going to go off topic again Come because there was a big thing in the the late '80s and early '90s. Uh-huh. You know, all those infomercials for like those horrible, I don't know if you guys have this in the UK, but all those horrible sort of like music compilation CDs when you were a kid. Okay. So there was this guy called Zomfir, Master of the Pan Flute. And these 
commercials used to go on like five or six times a day. And that was the only reason I knew what the fuck a pan flute was. It's because we used to see these stupid commercials all the freaking time. And that was all I could think of. And because you're from the past. <laughs> and yes, because as we have established, I am old. Well, you're just, you're not that much older than me. I'm older. <laughs> older. And I can remember things from 30 years ago, but I can't remember what I had for breakfast. You can't remember the little, the best bits of Taskmaster. I can't remember what I watched (laughs) yesterday. So there you go. So, okay, yeah. So Joe. Joe. He uh, rolled and he got the long horn. Mm -hmm. And he made a picture of an old Chinese guy, otherwise known as Jessica Nappett. It looked like a cross between the Predator and Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what was going on there, but I mean, I that had to be one of the worst um, implements to get. I don't know which one would have been the best, but yeah, I guess the gar- the garden hose probably would have been awful. That would have been bad because you would have you'd have to have a lot of puff to get anything out of that. Yeah, yeah, I think the bellows was a really good one. Yeah, that, obviously because of Ian's thing. result. Yeah. And the the little electric blower, yeah. Ian managed to put his back out, though. Like, while Steve was doing it. He's like, what? I know. He's, he's, he's the youngest one, and he's down there, and he needed a back massage. Yeah. And then he's drawing. He made a thing that looked like... Now, I don't know if this is the right name of this guy, because I was only a kid when it was on telly, but did you ever see Rod and Emu? No. Okay, that's a British thing. Anyone who's listening in uh, Britain... Didn't it look like Rod from Rod and Emu? Yes. <laughs> That's what I thought anyway. Carry on. <laughs> well, we had Lou, who initially got the Longhorn. Yeah. Um, but then she kind of realized, and I guess it was, it didn't say you couldn't roll the dice again mm-hmm. for another. And I think she went with the barbecue blower again. Did, eventually the, the, was the one yeah, she picked. The little electric um, thing, yeah. Yeah, so she went with Phil Wang, <laughs> and she attempted some sort of picture and then gave up, draw a picture of a Wang, and then wrote Phil. Yeah, and she yeah. the thing in the corner looked like a little, strange little clown, I thought. Yeah, yeah, like she attempted to draw a person, but... I mean, even the Wang didn't really, you know, if she hadn't wrote Phil next to it, it wouldn't have been recognizable as a Wang, I don't think. Yeah, no, no, it was very, um, uh, very rough. <laughs> it was a rough wang. And then, you know, compared to the size of the head that was next to it, it was fucking muffin. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, Sean had, uh, yeah. So Sean did the pan flute. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. She, ro- she did Romesh, which. Wasn't so yeah, looked- <laughs> No, it looked like the, um, the Hamburglar from McDonald's. Did you guys ever have those characters? I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wrote down that I thought it looked like a baby with a massive head wearing those goggles that they give you in tannin salons. <laughs> little- Seriously. <laughs> yeah. He looked he look like the Hamburglar. Yeah, no, that's um, right. It does look like him. And then Paul, with the barbecue blower, uh, also did Romesh. He should have got an extra point, I think, because he was answering trivia from yeah, random so, trivia from Alex while he was doing it. Well, I mean, it wasn't even random. He was asking him states and capitals, yeah. American state, the capitals of American states. Yep. And I was wondering if that was going to come up 
I like one you of know. those little secret games that I would Yeah, play. yeah, or if it's going to come up later, or... Perhaps. If it was part of a tiebreaker, but I did, you know... Obviously, he is the trivia king, so... Definitely. Um... I forgot what the fuck I was going to say. But anyway, uh, yeah, so I was wondering about that. Yeah. Because I, I kind of expected it to be mentioned and nobody mentioned it. So, well, I mean, it was probably mentioned at the time, but they edited it out because yeah. it there must be some other purpose for it. Just to amuse Alex, I think. Possibly. <laughs> you must get bored. <laughs> <I'll do it>. <laughs> <laughs> Watching these nutters doing crazy things. Yeah. Maybe he maybe he was entering a contest and figured since he had Paul there, he could <laughs> tap into his, you know, <laughs> encyclopedic knowledge. Maybe, maybe, yeah. Alex likes word um, and stuff, doesn't he? So he's, he's a bit like that as well, I think. Yeah. He wrote that book about word, words, words watching. I should know because, yep, it's called Word Watching. I've read some of it. <laughs> I haven't read it all yet. <laughs> she just had to spin around and look on her bookshelf. Yeah, because it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Um and Ian Bellows, yeah, he he did uh Sally. And uh five points for that. And it was a good I don't know that it looked like Sally. No. Like I said, but it was a I thought it looked like Rod from Rod and Ian. <laughs> but it actually did look like a person. A person. Did. It was quite a good a character of some sort. It was a good it was a good representation um, of a person. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So then points. Yeah. So Ian won that with five points for his thing that looked like a person. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul came in second with four points for I thought it was a good drawing of Romesh. Um, Joe and Lou both got two points and Lou was really angry again. <laughs> uh, she's taken... You know what? She's been sitting next to Ian too much. I think that's what it is. She's been sitting too close to him. Yeah. <laughs> she's some of that Celtic fire on her belly. And then poor old Chan just got one point. <laughs> For uh, oh. Mr. Miyagi Predator Baby. <laughs> <laughs> was that even the right one? I don't know. Was it? Fuck no. No, that was, uh, that was Joe's ah, old was, Chinese okay, guy, Jessica for, uh, Hamburglar, yeah. right. They were both kind of similar. They both looked like babies to me. Yeah, they were both trash. One so. of them just had one tooth. Not that I expect I could have done any I better. Think it's, I think that would have been really hard. I think some of the yeah. tasks this series have been really, really fiendish. Is, yeah, like, I well, don't know what's happened or who upset who in the hot tub when they were coming up with these ones. But speaking of fiendish, the next task. Yep. Tons of balls. This one, well, I can tell you right now, I would have been fucking useless because <laughs> I can't catch anything. <laughs> I literally, I cannot catch a fucking. Somebody throws my keys at me. I miss them. They fall on the floor. It's horrendous. So I would have been completely useless at this task. <laughs> Um, they had to catch a series of balls that were going to be shot by machine. All right. Red balls had to be caught in something from the shed. Yep. And were worth one point. Yellow balls had to be caught in an item of clothing worth two points. Yep. Green balls cannot touch anything except the grass. If it touched anything else, whether by accident or whatever, it was minus two points. For each ball. For each green ball. Each instance of a ball touching something. Minus two points. And the blue ball had to be in something from the kitchen. And if you caught it, five points. 
And they weren't allowed to touch the ball machines. Well, I think one was on the other side of the fence, and the other one was from back near the camper, I think, or yeah, I think they were hidden over in that direction. Yeah, they were definitely hidden. One of them was, uh, like you say, like where, where they had to throw stuff into the bin over the fence that time. One was over in that yeah. kind of direction, and the other one that was behind the caravan. So. At least, yeah. uh, if there was only two, I don't know. It was madness. There might have been three. I think there was just two. Do you reckon? Yeah. Well, I mean, either way, they were coming from both directions. Yep. This was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and Joe was doing okay at first. Like, Joe and Sean were up first. Yeah. And so sure. they divided it up. And she was on blue and green, which obviously there was only one blue ball and green was the whole object was to let the green balls drop to the ground without touching them so she's just standing there (laughs) with a pot frightened waiting yeah (laughs) and um joe was doing okay but then the bottom busted out of that plastic bin (laughs) trash can he had i felt so badly that was awful yeah it was funny though (laughs) <laughs> it was funny i mean it makes for great tv yeah. especially when they replayed it in slow motion <laughs> um the other three <sighs> ian of course was getting very angry but he caught the blue ball he did and it was a pretty amazing catch it was poor paul was sexually assaulted by many of the balls uh, Oh my god! This, this is a task that happened to Paul. Like yeah. it Paul wasn't taking part in the task. This just happened to him. Yeah, he caught he was just accident. getting pelted. I mean, he got hit by every fucking green ball that came <laughs> over the fence. He caught two balls without even trying. Yeah. It was. I'm pretty sure that Paul is a good representation of what I would have been like on that task. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Paul is all of us. Yeah. Really. Um, but then, yeah, we have a uh, ball gate. <laughs> we have a scan. We have another scandal, cheating. Yeah, well, before sweet- before it was revealed, Shaw was winning with minus eight yeah. points, and Lou Sanders and the Lovely Boys had minus twenty seven. <laughs> but then, like you say, ball gate. Did you call it? Yeah, ball gate. That sounds know? like some sort of S and M device. Well, it could be, <laughs> but sweet little Sean. With five different cameras on her, decided she was going to be so slick and just, oh, I've dropped this on the ground. (laughs) Oh, look, I need to tie my shoe and whatever the hell else. And I I genuinely felt bad for Joe because he looked so stunned at that revelation. Yeah, but he's so lovely that he didn't even, like, tell her off. He was just like, oh, well, we all make mistakes. I know, well, I know. He's, he really seems like the sweetest human being on the planet. Bewildered as well. He often he often looks bewildered to me. Yeah, that is that is an accurate description. So yeah, with what was it, minus twenty seven points, uh yep. Lou Paul and Ian. Unbelievable. <laughs> it's like Tim Key all over again. <laughs> Uh, but Tim's done all right for himself he has. now that he's part of the team. I'm just going to comment on another little segue that you probably didn't mm-hmm. notice because, let's face it, <laughs> you didn't notice the first one. Um, it's not that I don't notice them at the time. <laughs> I just don't remember them. I do. I love all that shit. <laughs> like, I love seeing things in the house and stuff like that. Um, 
these are the little 360 degree pictures that I believe are done by Andy Devonshire, who is the yeah. director. Um, any of you that are following us that are not following him, then shame on you. But if you are, if you're not, you should follow him because he puts on some brilliant pictures. He put one up today, I think, like a throwback one. Quite arty. They're really good. Uh, obviously, because he's a fucking director. Of course, they're good. Well, yes. <laughs> but they are. There's some brilliant ones on there. I love it when he puts them up. You should go and have a look. And they, I think there's a link. I sent it to you, didn't I? We should put it up on the podcast where you can oh go yes. inside the shed and look around and stuff. Like if you're yeah, a massive can... nerd like like we are about Taskmaster, then you'll enjoy that. So we'll we'll, we'll put that. Tara will post. Yep. I don't know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, we'll pop that in the show notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'll stop disrupting the flow now. Back to the... Ah, nonsense. It's all good. (laughs) It's not. It's really not. (laughs) Task number three. Was it? I I don't know where we are. Yes, but the the beach ball. Make this beach beach ball ball. cross the finishing line. Only water can touch the beach ball. Fastest wins. And there was kind of like an obstacle course of like a little loose brick wall and... um, those things that army people climb under, crawl under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they laid out this course with ropes, and they had, they had the obstacles. Yeah, and of course, like we found out, the task never specified that the ball had to remain on the course. No, but your brain just says, "Oh, over the finish line, you see this course. You just assume you've got to stay on the course, unless you're Joel, and then you assume that the wall is the finish line." <laughs> <laughs> So, Plus, well, I mean, so let's start with Lou. Yeah. Even if, so Lou and Ian and Sean right away, they asked for a hose. Immediately. Okay. Sensible. Makes sense. Lou, even after she asked for the hose, she somehow reason goes off in search of a tap. <laughs> and and Alex is just like, what? He's like looking at the hose like, what are you doing? All right. It's panic, isn't it? Panic. Fastest win. Yeah. But no, not for Ian though. Nope. He just went right in even saw the first obstacle and was like fuck that <laughs> just went right around it yeah he was like nope he just he wasn't even playing um sean she, she tried yeah she just tried to go right through the obstacles i mean yeah, she did she did well she, she made it through um lou clearly doesn't know how like hose nozzles hold. work okay, yeah like i, I often have um, disagreements with my hose when I'm trying to wash the car. That sounds like something <laughs> different. But um, like the fucking thing on the end's forever falling off <laughs> and soaking me. So I I can relate to Lou then and Alex who got the soaking. Although usually I mean, when I do it, it's with warm water, and I'm pretty sure that wouldn't have been warm water. But I mean, she like and even Paul. I don't even think they realized that you could adjust the, f- you know, for the different settings yeah. to get more power to it. Yeah. Um, but again, panic, you know, you're not thinking clearly. I think that beach ball um, was deceptive as well. It looked to be heavier than a normal beach ball. Do you not think? Possibly. I think it was. But the, I mean, don't forget the course was uphill as well. Yeah. So you got that working against you. Um, Paul, well, we'll skip over Joe for just a minute. <laughs> yeah. Joe needs, <laughs> he, he, he needs special attention. Someone actually suggested to us on Twitter that we could do the whole episode on just what he did or didn't do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> um, Paul. All right. So he 
he looked for found a loophole. Well, after a little while, yeah, he's thinking he about found it. the loophole. He went and got the the finish line, and he struggled a bit with that as well. Um, but still, he's trying to blow the ball, <laughs> even when he only had to go like a foot. He's trying to blow the ball, and he took that little shower. I mean, he did eventually get there, but holy fuck! Well, you know, the the sign fell apart when he lifted up as well, which didn't help. <laughs> yeah, so he had to put it back together. And you know, he never claimed to be good at building anything. He's just um, intelligent in some ways, and not others. That's yeah, becoming more clear. <laughs> Uh, but he still didn't come in last place because Joe. Joe, what happened? Uh, I mean, Hose never even mentor- entered his mind. Like he said in the studio, like he'd forgotten that hoses even existed. <laughs> he didn't even. Like, he didn't even need the bucket. I thought it was a bucket at first. It wasn't. It was a fucking plant pot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a big. Got a hole in the bottom of it. And I mean, and in all fairness, he did get a little headway with that method in the beginning yeah but he invented the his first... own little obstacle of going under the start line every yeah. time he went out and coming back in well because he made to the brick wall but then he like <laughs> showboat and throws it up in the air and then he was like oh shit yeah <laughs> and then again in fairness to joe his final solution after getting stuck over by the garage. I mean, he was all over that fucking yard. He was. He wound up stuck by the garage, but the ice worked. It did. But not at first when he was throwing the ice at the ball. Well, yeah, when he was <laughs> pelting it with single cubes of ice. I don't know what the fuck. And you saw he had a few, like, planters and things already filled with water, like, ready to go there. He came out the little watering cans. Like, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Oh, bless him. We'll see the outtakes from that. It'll be immense. The- oh, it, Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, in the end, his final solution was great. Had he thought of that at the beginning... He could have actually won. Yeah. So there you go. Um, all right. Points. <laughs> so <laughs> slow mad old Joe with one it's point. It's gonna take me like four hours to episode. All right, yeah. So Joe, one point sixteen minutes and twenty one seconds. Four minutes stuck in the garage. And uh, next to the garage. <laughs> <laughs> what did they say? Like eight trips into the house. Eight trips for into water? the kitchen for water, yeah. Four minutes trapped oh. by the garage. <laughs> Oh, bless his little heart. Uh, two points to Paul for 11 minutes and 30 seconds. To make it go one meter in reverse. Yeah. Minus one meter. Platinum. <laughs> Three to Sean for six minutes, 40 seconds, which, considering she did go through all of the obstacles. Pretty fucking impressive. Yeah. Uh, Lou, cool. 537. All right. I mean, Ian knocked it out of the park on this one. Like, he blew everyone away. He did. Five points. One minute, ten seconds. Okay. Then we're on to the live studio task. Which was another fiendish one. Uh, Yeah. Complete the five-syllable words started by the taskmaster. Honk your horn if you think you know what the taskmaster is going to say. So the the quicker you guessed it with the fewer syllables, the more points you got. So if you guessed it after one syllable, you got five points. After two, you got four points. After three, you got three. Blah blah blah. Okay. Um, exactly. If you guess incorrectly at any point, you lose all of your points, and you have to put your horn on your head. 
Yeah. So initially, I mean, a good strategy is, is even if you're not sure, just, just guess get. on the first or second syllable because yeah. you've got nothing to lose. Which is kind of what Ian was trying to do. Yeah. But once you got points... You have to be a bit more careful. Yeah. And Lou, I, she just wanted to be a part of things. Again, <laughs> she seemed really angry this episode. <laughs> even slinging her horn on the floor in disgust. Towards the end, when she said she said something about an anus, didn't she? Uh, anal prolapse. <laughs> anal prolapse. Yes. And it's only four syllables. And I was just going to say it's not even the right number of syllables. Yeah. So I was really nerdy with this, and I wrote down all the words that they said and the points that everyone got for them. I am glad you did because I wrote next to nothing for this task, and I'm sitting here taking a picture of my dog because he looks adorable. Oh wow. Um. <laughs> I mean, this week is going to be, we're going to, we're going to lose so many people. Hey, I'm going to send you this picture and you are going to say, this will all be edited out. (laughs) We've had a nightmare today anyway, because my dogs intervened earlier and I had to throw them out and, (laughs) oh, is he alive? Right, come on. How? (laughs) Yeah. He is, but he's getting old. All right. So, you wrote down all the words. I did. I was a massive nerd, and I wrote them all down. And um, now I'm losing my um, confidence in this, and I'm sure that someone will tell me I've done them wrong. But anyway, here we go. So, the first word was, and I'm not going to say it in the style of Greg, because I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Universally. Mm -hmm. uh, Shan guessed that and got herself two points. Second word, university. Ian got that after the first, second syllable. I got myself four points. The next word was Constantinople, which I don't even know what that means. Do you know what that means? Uh, yeah, it's the former name of Istanbul. Ah, right, okay. Sean again, guessed that after however many, three, three syllables and got herself three points. Then colonoscopy, Ian, four points. Abracadabra, Ian, four points. Storm in it. Then, Anticipation, Joe, three points. Vegetarian, Paul, four points. And he goes on a little bit of a roll here because he got Vegetarian, Humiliation and Pronunciation all for four points each. And then it was down to the last word, which was (laughs) very fitting, Anticlimax. And Paul got that for two points, making him the winner of this task with 14 points. Ian with 12, Joe with 3, Lou with 0 and a broken horn, and Sean with 5. But it was only one winner takes all, and that was Paul with his 5 points, which means that the episode scores were... Paul won the episode with 21 points. That means everyone has won at least one episode each now. Paul's first win. Paul's first win. And Ian was second on 18 points. Lou was third on 12 Sean had eight and Joe had seven. Can we do series scores as well? Yeah, we've got Lou is still in the lead, but she pulled she pulled away yeah. again. And she, pu- she pulled away again, but one thirty two. Joe at one twenty two. Ian one nineteen. Sean has one fourteen, and Paul one oh eight. So he's finally, finally broken a hundred and come over. But yeah, I mean that last task was made for him. Yeah, because those you know quiz shows and and other quiz things that kind of trivia stuff um that was made for him so that was awesome that that led to his first win yeah and did you see how he celebrated i only noticed that the second time i watched it 
he threw the 200 quid for me and Sterling up into the audience. into the, You know, the I behind. saw he threw something yeah. and I didn't know what it was. Yeah, and now, yes. That's what it was. I saw him. That's what he did. How nice. Yeah, that's real nice. Mm. Uh, what the hell are we doing? That's so, it. That's the end of the episode. So now we need to talk about other things. What have you got written down? Well, our first little bit of news is that they have announced that in September, the Taskmaster board game is going to be coming out. Just in time for Christmas. Um, <laughs> it's sold out. You're not going to get it anywhere. <laughs> I'm I'm def- I'm hoping it's going to be on Amazon UK because then I can easily order it here in the US. Otherwise, you're going to be doing a little shopping for me. I think it's. But, I mean, come on, it's going to be through the Taskmaster website, surely. Possibly, yeah. Well, it's it's being put out by a company, Ginger uh, Fox, yeah. which makes board games. So, and I, they sell a lot through Amazon. But um, supposedly, in the game, you get a tiny little Taskmaster trophy, a plan of the house some tasks that are just for the game and there are going to be special video links to group tasks from Alex. So um, it should be a, a lot of fun for those who like to play at home. I'm going to need to get some friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a single player game. There's not a lot of fun playing tasks. No, well, uh, you know, I'll, I'll play it with me and the dogs and the other person <laughs> that lives with me. He's listening to this. You know who you are. <laughs> You rang me before and disrupted this podcast. Um, <laughs> well, we can play it when I come visit again, whenever that miracle occurs. And in other news this week, which I know you also listened to, was uh, Griefcast with Carrie Lloyd. Um, it was recorded back in May. Uh, Greg was on. And um, I gave it a listen. It, for those who don't know... Griefcast, as the name would suggest, is discussing and dealing with grief, but she discusses it with comedians, so it's not a complete fucking downer. Yeah. Um, her own dad died when she was 15, so that's obviously traumatic. So she started this as kind of a way to, to further deal with her own grief and talk to other people about the way they deal with their grief. And um, it was recorded at a special live event in aid of Laura's Hospice which Greg is a patron of. Yep. Um, and I will put links to all of this in the show notes to um, the her episode of the grief cast with Greg. I will also put a link to Laura's hospice in case anyone would like to see what they're about and contribute. It's a very worthwhile organization. Um, evidently it costs $8 million a year to run their hospice um. and 6 million of that. Yeah. Sorry. It costs 8 million pounds a year to run their hospice and 6 million of that comes through voluntary income and donations. So it wasn't just um, Greg that was on there. He's good mate, Barry, Barry Fat Baz Castagnola, who supported him on his last tour is also there as well. You know, uh, Barry also lost his dad. So it was kind of like dead dad's club. Um, yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's a good listen. Like you know, if you read about it and stuff, you'd be like, oh, I don't want to listen to that. But it is. It's really good. It's really good. No, uh, they make good. it. They make it, it funny, obviously. Um, yeah, but it's you know it was, it's touching as well. So that's nice. And it's funny because Greg mentioned being a little bit obsessed with celebrity death. Yeah, and I. It's funny because I am, admittedly, the same way. There's a website that I follow, uh, and the followers were called what is known as death hags. <laughs> 
<laughs> so weird. I know. But the website is findadeath.com and that is all it focuses on in is celebrity deaths. Not like new, like it's not like a a tabloid. Like they go into like past celebrity deaths, like old Hollywood and and TV stars, and they take photographs and visit the places they died and tell the stories about how they died yes. and the manner they died and everything and it's weird and creepy and so am i so yeah so that's what that made me think of so that's a pretty cool website which i will also link if anyone's interested and also obsessed with celebrity death maybe maybe just tweet that straight at greg (laughs) i i actually thought about that and i may do that after this um but no i think the beautiful thing about the podcast that she does is that we all have, I think, we all have these weird, dark thoughts about death and dying, and most people are afraid to talk about it, or it's just not considered polite, like, you're not supposed to talk about these things. And I personally tend to talk about it a lot with a lot of humor. Um, you know, I have friends close to me who have been through some horrible tragedies, and I you know, some people do like, but I know some people who they're grown adults and they've never even been to a funeral. They've never been that closely touched by death. Wow. Um, and like, that's far to me because I had a huge family and uh, unfortunately, yeah, death is part of life. Yeah. So I think you kind of have to have a sense of humor about it. Yeah. There's a lot and, of stuff they talk about in this. This po- I've listened to a few of our podcasts before. It's really good. Uh, and obviously I listen to this one because... Craig was in it, and we were all fans of his and Barry's and stuff. Um, but there was a lot of stuff in that that is relatable. Like a lot of things they were saying, like the, when they were talking about whether they are frightened of dying, or mm-hmm. you know, and the reasons behind it. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it's no, you know, but you, like how how they want to go and things like that, yeah. and yeah. And it's nice to know that someone else yeah. doesn't give a shit what happens at you, because I'm the same. Like if someone said to me, like, what do you want? doing at your funeral and music to be it's really difficult like I try to um, think like what music would I want to be played at my funeral and to be, I just don't, I don't care you know what I, mean? I think it's I think it's yeah. the right idea to have the people because to me a funeral and stuff is, is a chance for the people that aren't dead to say goodbye to you I think so yeah it's all it's all for the people left behind <laughs> yeah but that's all right that's all right because that's i think that's kind of yeah. part of the point of her doing that podcast is to let other people know that it's okay to talk about it yeah well it certainly made and, me feel better about it because like yeah I, I, I wouldn't talk about i mean i had to unfortunately i had to play a big part in organizing a funeral of someone very close to me a little while ago and it was awful it's horrible like it's a horrible yeah. thing to have to choose but it doesn't matter you know like it doesn't matter what colour the coffin is and, you yeah. know, like, it's just, it's strange. Well, yeah, because when we were, <laughs> it's funny because they were talking about, like, the anniversaries and things and it is coming up on the 10-year anniversary of my mother's death uh-huh. um, in, like, two months. And when we went to the funeral parlour to um, arrange the funeral, we were just like this, that, the other. And the, the funeral director kind of looked at us. He goes, that's got to be the easiest family interaction i've ever had because he said i've seen people come to blows in this office really? trying to choose the color of the coffin and and i'm like why you know like they're so how, I, how yeah, did you know it. did your did your mom like have it all planned out like did she did she tell someone this is what I want. No, no we just we did what we thought it, it's so funny because my mother's family like 
there were always so many funerals because it was a huge family. And, but we used to talk about death a lot. And, you know, a lot of people always say like, oh, I don't want to be hooked up to any machines. Yeah. I don't want any artificial means of survival, quality of life. Not my mother. My mother was like, you better do whatever the fuck you have to <laughs> to keep me alive. Because if you don't, I will come back. I will haunt you. Uh-huh. So we just kind of knew if we didn't get it right, she, she would find a way. If there is a way to come back <laughs> from the other side and make us miserable, she was going to do it if we didn't get it right. So we knew what church it was going to be at, what funeral parlor, we, you know, wow. all we went. And it, and again, it was for, because my mother was the youngest of eight kids. Uh-huh. And she was um, the third to die, so it was hard for all of her older siblings, mm-hmm. you know, to be burying their little sister. So it was, we just kind of did what we had to do to make them happy. Yeah. Okay. And the ghost so, of your mom. In case you and the ghost of my mother. My mother has yet, if anyone's keeping track, she has not yet come back to haunt me. I'm sure she disapproves of many of my life decisions. <laughs> so I don't, if there was a way to come back from the other side, she would have found it because I am a huge disappointment. Um, so I think this is probably proof that there is nothing going on yeah, after you die. No. If anyone's curious. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think. So. But see, there's no, there's no harm in joking about this. No, no. That is the whole it. point of Griefcast. Yeah, no, it is a brilliant podcast. Like, it is really good. Uh, it's sad at times as well, though. Like I can't remember. I, there was one I listened to a little while ago. And I can't remember who it was at this exact moment, but it was really, really good. But I was listening to it while I was trying to work, and uh, that's probably not a good idea. Listen to it when you're just chilling out, <laughs> which is what I did with the, with the one on uh, yesterday with uh, Greg and Barry. It was really good. Um, so what else have you found? Have you found anything else out everyone's been that, doing? That is all I have. I have week, something I, I wrote down. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of an it's a new story of the week. Um little Alex Horn was allowed home to visit his family at the weekend and he cleaned out his other shed at the house. <laughs> um so he, t- he him along with his wife tidied out his other shed uh, and made it all nice and clean and tidy and he got to go to the dump which apparently is his favorite place to go to. Okay. That's my new story of the week. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> if you would like to keep in touch oh, with us, you can find so us on all social media <laughs> at Melon Buffet on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can email us to tell us uh, what you like to do when you go spend the day at the dump. Um, Melon Buffet at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show and what you uh, think we should do. And we will be back in a week with another episode. I'm so sorry. This has been rubbish. <laughs> but thanks for listening. If you're still here, yeah. Well done. Bye.